Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 444 February 26th. The Nashville Predators' streak is over. So is the Belmont Bruins. The Memphis Grizzlies play a great game, but we begin with a boatload of Titans news in the NFL. The 440 is brought to you by my wonderful friends, the Kingston Group. They are a custom home and remodeling firm here in Nashville and have been doing the work for over a decade. And look, frankly, you guys know how difficult it is to find really good people that you trust, people that buy into your vision as much as you do. And that's what the Kingston Group does. These are folks that care deeply about their work. They're going to give you high quality product because they've thought through everything on the front end and it allows them to deliver their product on budget. Check out the website buildkg.com folks just go check it out buildkg.com we've got a bunch of news stories related to the tennessee titans so let's try to work through them quickly here for you this morning jj watt has reportedly received a bunch of offers from a bunch of different teams in the nfl but there's sort of a loose collection of quote-unquote front runners for his services green bay buffalo pittsburgh and the tennessee titans are listed according to reports amongst his favorites Watt wants to win a Super Bowl, and that is his biggest factor here. So he wants to go to a contender, and he has deep ties with at least three of those favorites, including the Titans. His brother, T.J. Watt, plays for the Steelers, and they would have a defense that he wouldn't have to carry, of course. He is from Wisconsin, and Green Bay was the best team in the NFC last year. Aaron Rodgers isn't slowing down, and so Green Bay is a very smart and rational landing spot for J.J. Watt. But he also has a great relationship with Mike Vrabel from what we can tell. Vrabel coached him in Houston as a linebackers coach and defensive coordinator, so the two should have a very knowledgeable relationship of each other. And, of course, the Titans are a first-place team and would be a contender who also have a glaring hole at the pass rush position. Another report from ESPN's Diana Rossini has suggested that the highest offer coming in for Watt is around $15 or $16 million per year. If that is, in fact, his asking price, then if I'm John Robinson and the Titans... I'm not even considering J.J. Watt as an option. However, Watt has said that money isn't his biggest factor, that winning is. Well, Green Bay, Buffalo, and Tennessee, of course, would fit this mold. Basically, there are a lot of ifs here. If he's willing to come in at a lower price point, if he is still healthy, and if Mike Vrabel, with all of his knowledge and relationship with Watt, is comfortable with him stepping into this locker room, then I think it's something that the Tennessee Titans should absolutely pursue. If his asking price is in the 13, 14, 15, $16 million range, I just don't think it's doable for the Tennessee Titans. Wide receiver Adam Humphreys has been released by the Titans in the first of what should be many maneuvers to free up some cap space this offseason. The move saves about $4.5 million this year. He was due $9.4 million and will instead be a $5 million dead cap hit. Humphreys originally signed a four-year $36 million contract in 2019. He got 37 passes for 374 yards and two touchdowns and missed four games in his first season as a Titan and caught just 23 passes for 228 yards and two touchdowns in just seven games last season. He played only 19 games in two years as a Titan. Unfortunately, injuries played a large role in Humphrey's lack of productivity. And while the contract wasn't huge, it wasn't small either. And it's pretty hard to describe that signing by John Robinson as any type of successful. Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network reported on Thursday that the Titans have been shopping trouble tackle Isaiah Wilson, citing that a fresh start may benefit all parties. No kidding. A few other reports indicated that the Titans don't expect much in return, maybe a possible late-round draft pick or two, if there are any takers for the former first-round headache. There are two reasons you would look to trade Wilson. Number one, you're trying to get anything you can back for him in return before cutting him. And possibly number two, 
Maybe you can't recoup as much money as expected for whatever reason, and the only real way to get out from underneath the contract is to trade him. Ideally for Robinson and the Titans, option number one is what's going on here. In true Isaiah Wilson fashion, of course, he took to Twitter after the report saying, quote, To the hate, I can only hope and pray that one day y'all feel happier and find a hobby. Straight up. To any showing real love, I love you more. End quote. That's all well and good, Mr. Wilson. Is it possible, have you ever considered that this hate you're talking about might actually just be someone who cares about you trying to give you some good advice? I don't know, just the thought. And lastly, the gift that keeps on giving the Houston Texans. Deshaun Watson recently met with the Texans' new coaching staff, but still wants out of town. And there are apparently many teams, as expected, that would like to acquire the superstar quarterback. But a report from Tom Palisaro of the NFL Network indicated on Thursday that the Texans are literally not listening. Not only is the franchise unwilling to trade their prized disgruntled possession, but they aren't even willing to pick up the phone. Teams are leaving trade offers on what is presumably new GM Nick Casario's voicemail. <laughs> are you kidding me? What would that sound like? Uh, hey, Nick, this is the Carolina Panthers here. We would like to offer you two first-round picks for Deshaun Watson. If you could give us a call back, we'd love to know what you think. Thanks. Again, this is the Carolina Panthers, an NFL franchise. Okay, thanks. Hope to hear from you. Oh, good Lord. This Texans-Watson saga is just so spectacular. Real life is always stranger than fiction. So much for the streak, so much for getting back into the playoff race, so much for all of that. The Nashville Predators lost to the Detroit Red Wings, one of, if not the worst teams in the NHL, 5-2 on Thursday night. And no, I'm not being dramatic. This week was probably the Preds' best chance to climb their way back into the playoff conversation, and instead of doing just that, following two wins, they got handled, again, by a bad Detroit team. Show me any analytic you want, any advanced metric you want, any of that stuff, but my eyeballs told me that the Red Wings are just as good as Nashville, and that should be a horrifying proposition for Preds fans. Pecorine, who has been excellent of late, wasn't very good in the loss, but this team losing twice to Detroit in four tries isn't a function of just one player or one bad performance or bad puck luck. It's a function of the team not being very good. In four games with Detroit, the Red Wings overall have looked like the better hockey team, or at least an equivalent one. And again, that should be horrifying. I sure hope David Poyle's cell phone is good and charged because this week was the Preds' chance to get back in the race. And Thursday night's loss might have ended those very far-fetched dreams. Well, all of Belmont's streaks were snapped on Thursday night in an 81-67 loss on the road to Eastern Kentucky. And I can easily make the case that it was a good thing. Now, before I do that, losing star big man Nick Mazinski to any sort of injury is a major problem for this team. The star big man did not play on Thursday night, and so all eyes are on the Bruins' medical staff in the short term. Belmont had won 21 straight games, had been undefeated in the conference, and had won an OVC record 28 straight conference games. But losing before the OVC tournament gets started is way better than losing during the OVC tournament. Knowing what it's like to play without your star player, knowing what it's like to lose, knowing what it feels like is an incredibly powerful psychological experience. Having to sustain that level of perfection into the OVC tournament is now out of the equation. The Bruins will face Moorhead State, the league's second-best team, on Saturday to wrap up the regular season before the all-important conference tournament begins next week in Evansville. Elsewhere in college hoops, the Vols will take on 
former coach Bruce Pearl and the Auburn Tigers in what's sure to be an eventful affair. At 11 a.m. on Saturday, Florida is at Kentucky at 3 p.m. Central Time on Saturday and Ole Miss at Vanderbilt at 2.30 p.m. on Saturday as well. On the positive side of the ledger, the Memphis Grizzlies played one of the best games of their season with an impressive 122-94 destruction of the Los Angeles Clippers, a Clippers team with Kawhi Leonard, I remind you. Six different Grizzlies, including all five starters, scored in double figures. Jonas Valachunas rolled up another double-double. John Morant was a plus-18 point differential for the night, had 16 points and 7 assists, and Memphis dominated the fourth quarter 33-19. Memphis will try to follow up the big win with another meeting with the Clips on Friday night at home before heading to Houston for a Sunday night tip-off against the Rockets. The 440 is brought to you for free every morning by the Kingston Group, Nashville's locally owned, award-winning, custom home and remodeling firm. We here on 440 Sports are all about critical thinking. And if you're going to build a house or undertake some massive remodel on your home, probably going to cost a whole lot of money and it's going to take a lot of planning, which means you need critical thinking. It takes critical thinking to organize a budget. It takes critical thinking to align communication. It takes critical thinking to do all of these things so that your vision for your home is aligned with their trusted process and you get exactly what you paid for at the end of the day. This is why we recommend the Kingston Group. Check out their website. Let their work do the talking. I've said it before. You'll love what you see. It's interior porn, people. BuildKG.com. The 440 is a production of 440 Media. Written and produced by Braden Gall. Music by William Tyler.